Welcome to Danger Film. You're listening to myself, Jack Atherton, and Andre Shannon. This is a special season that we're doing for the Sydney Film Festival with FBI called Danger Film, where we interview filmmakers, film commentators, film goers, and film buffs about dangerous filmmaking at the Sydney Film Festival. And today, I have the pleasure of introducing local extraordinaire and up-and-coming filmmaker Hyun Lee. She's famous for her Rainbow Cham videos, but also she's getting famous around the world for her new short film, The Very Scary Asian Girls. Welcome to the studio. Hi. Um, wow. <laughs> okay, wow. this is a bit of a standard question to ask, I know, but what inspired you to make this film? Yeah, that that is a really standard question, Um, and I guess... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. It's not a, a total... critique, not a critique. Um, I, I just... I'm prefacing that with, um, because the film is, it is scary, but I I think it's more sort of gross and a bit disturbing. My stock answer to this question is pretty much, I wanted to make a film called Asian Girls so that when guys Google Asian Girls for porn like this, they might find this instead. Um, Have you put it on Pornhub? I mean, that could be our online premiere. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely will at some point. Today we're going to be talking about a number of things to do with your films. We're going to be talking about barriers to entry, I guess, in mm. the Australian film industry. First, I was wondering mm. if you could, because your film is a super impressionistic, kind of cryptic, I think. I was wondering if you could give a like little brief synopsis of your film, which is playing in the Sydney Film Festival this year. My film is, um, it's a six minute short film called Asian Girls, and it's about two women who live in an apartment building they're obviously asian and um one of them's a chinese factory worker and the other one's a japanese office lady and the chinese factory worker has really awful nightmares every single day um about her neighbor the japanese office lady and i guess they never acknowledge it so there's no dialogue in the whole thing and it's yeah i guess it's impressionistic and it has lots of motifs of eggs yeah um i think eggs are a sort of universal food in that you know they're just in every culture and the way that every culture does eggs is different and um there are so many different ways you can eat eggs and it can be a bit gross I guess eggs are pretty gross in a way it's like they were designed by a really like fancy designer I guess I mean because we have some century eggs in the film which a lot of um I guess non-Chinese people are not familiar with they're they're sort of black and they have like a snowflake pattern on them they they look really cool and the yolk is green it's a fermented egg pretty much and it's a pretty basic food for lots of people in China and I mean we also have raw eggs the way like French and Japanese cuisine uses raw eggs and um which is pretty gross to a lot of people like the idea of eating a raw egg Asian girls is just I don't know about Asian girls and how how people view them as without a face like you know we, we have like Chinese factory workers and there are billions of them in the world nobody knows what they look like or like you know that joke about Asians all looking the same and Asian culture is just sort of generally a less individualistic culture than say a western culture which is much more you know about the individual it's very individual focused whereas I think in Asian societies it's very much about the collective and um, how an individual belongs in a group they're sort of these blanket identities I think the way we planned the clothes that they would wear and everything it was very curated and for it to look like this sort of archetype rather than a person with a background and a history and feelings and thoughts and so on. Let's talk about funding because Mm. I guess the 
theme of these podcasts is barriers to entry, censorship, dangerous filmmaking. What kind of ways did you find yourself talking when you were going for funding? So um, Asian Girls was a recipient of the Emerging Filmmakers Fund from Screen New South Wales, which is now called Create New South Wales. The year that we got the funding, the funding was only open to um, projects with female directors. And I guess you do find yourself wanting to tick the boxes and you you open with, I'm a Korean Australian director and blah, blah, blah about my background. And as uh, like my project is to do with my lived experiences as an Asian blah, blah, blah. Um, again, like true, but also, you know, you do have to word things in that way to just get to the point, I guess. I mean, I, I don't want it to sound like too cynical a thing because I guess it is a positive thing that the funding bodies do care about achieving these outcomes. But I mean, Asian girls, it was like mildly a strategic move also because, you know, culture diversity and female filmmaker, hello, our project is Asian girls. Asian girls was actually sort of extraordinarily easy to do. I think it might have been the fact that we did get funding and I've never made a short film with that amount of money and support and crew and yeah I just found it shockingly easy and I was almost a little pissed off at all the people that tell you that <laughs> filmmaking is this impossible thing that um you know I, I oh how dare the, you even try I think you're the first filmmaker to ever say that but I love well, it I mean I, I say that on the back of I the the first short film I ever made um I, I did everything and that was actually extraordinarily hard because I, I even did the catering. Like, obviously it is the money to a degree because you don't have to care about stupid things. But um, it was basically I found out that the application for EFF was the funding was open and I just saw it and was like, oh, my God, I tick all the boxes. I need to apply for this. I can't think of a good metaphor for how this Thing. I, I keep wanting to say like baby, but like it's a bit gross. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like the last part when the baby's like coming out of the vagina and just like come, that's really gross. Please yeah, cut and that then out. The placenta comes after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still got another yeah. big organ to push out. Yeah, and and the placenta is like I guess doing the whole festival thing. Doing the press stuff. Right yeah, now, <laughs> where the placenta of yeah. this film. The delicious, nutritious placenta. <laughs> One thing you mentioned off air that I really want to talk to you about. Uh, is self-censorship because in Australia, especially now, and they're pushing for more diverse mm. filmmakers, obviously there's an instinct to tick those boxes and meet the sort of... Uh, I think there's this, like, subtle expectation of what an Australian film looks like and what kind of uh, genre it's going to fit into and what kind of things it's going to talk about. So how do you talk... Like, how did you negotiate just expressing yourself? and not self-censoring. So I think the greatest form of censorship that we experience is self-censorship, where people do want to tick those boxes and they won't want to make a, I don't know, whatever they want to make. Like, I, yeah, like I do feel compelled as a Korean Australian filmmaker to make films about my experience living in like the diaspora or whatever. Like Asian Girls is to do with my experience as an Asian woman, but like, or whatever. But um I wouldn't say, like, I would pretty much only say that to the funding bodies. Like, it's true, but you know, but it's not something you want to highlight so much. Like, there are, Asian Girls is about so much more than me, and I don't think I'm the kind of filmmaker that makes films about, like, my experiences. Like, there are people who do do that, and that's fine, but um, I just don't make films about, like, and biographical films, you know, like um, at South by Southwest, because Asian Girls was programmed in the midnight section, which is where all the weird, creepy, fucked up films get put. And the sorts of films that I was screening with, I was like, oh, we're the weird people, 
right okay um you know because there was there was like another like and and my film was pretty tame in comparison to some of the films that we screened with like there was some like up to elbow anal fisting and like you know there was some really extreme stuff um and that wasn't even the most extreme thing that happened in that short but um anyway okay what yeah. was the most extreme thing that happened in that <laughs> someone short? pooping into another guy's mouth um and urinating into someone's mouth and it was like really extreme but it was also artistically beautiful um, also Australian. What film was it? It was it was a music video. Was it the Brendan McLean music video? Yeah, yeah, that oh. was the one. Here's a clip. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and that that had the most like intense visceral reaction from the audience. It was really great to like. I'm so glad that that was there. It was just great to watch the audience sit through that. But it's also really soft. I find that video so nice and cute and yeah. funny, mm. and it ends with a smile. So it really challenges. I think that that really challenged censorship because that did so well. Mm. And do you know what? I would talk to Brendan every now and then, and Brendan said it did really well in Russia. Oh no, no way! Yeah. That's oh surprising. yeah, that's where their censorship censorship is. Especially like, for the really, kind of content yeah. that's in that music video. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, um, yeah, th- like a lot of people really, like the people that I spoke to, they hated it because it was trying to be shocking or something. But I guess, um, yeah, somewhere like Russia, it's it has a place there, I guess, because it's been censored so much already. And I guess it's upsetting for people to hate it because it's trying to be shocking because those acts that are depicted aren't shocking for a lot of people. Mm. Like, that's their daily routine, and there's no reason to look at sexual acts like that as shocking just because you don't participate in them. Your Mm. film's called Asian Girls, which is two very specific groups of people. Can you speak more about why this choice of title? Yeah, I mean, I guess... You know, Lena Dunham got criticism for calling her show Girls because it was... Like, people are saying, oh, you can't call it girls, it should be called girl, because you're not representing all the girls out there. Like, girls are so different, how dare you say that your your show is about all girls that ever existed. Okay, we're going to yeah. circle back to a discussion about Lena Dunham straight after your next point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Well, can I ask you, is there any cinema or any film outside of, like, cinema that's produced in Asia mm. that you can look to and see like a well-depicted Asian character. I really love Jim Jarmusch, who he often mm. has, like, Japanese characters in his films. Mm. And I just really love that just sort of general international feel to his films. Like, he'll always have people from different backgrounds just sort of dropping in and having a chat with the protagonist. And I think, you know, these people are shown as these as people, not, not these sort of cardboard cutouts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think people do treat... Uh, culturally diverse characters with respect in film and so on but um in terms of having in a western context uh a asian lead or something it's not as common but i think it's becoming a thing um yeah it's definitely i i, I guess now is the time that it's becoming a thing yeah, yeah. um i'm sure that i'm sure after we i leave this place and like you know i'm having a shower or something, I'll think of, like, a really great film made oh, by... Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry to put like, you on oh, the damn. spot like that. Yeah. I more just meant... Um, they I was exist. just agreeing with you. It's, yeah, yeah. It, but it's also super rare to see, like, a well-drawn Asian character in a Western movie. Yeah. I think. Like, I mean, it, I almost feel guilty because Asian girls doesn't have well-drawn Asian characters in, this, in the sense that they're not people. Like, they're kind of intentionally not people. But um, I'm... Div- I'm eventually going to make Asian Girls into a feature film and 
there though they will be people i promise but yeah um you also had seven minutes that's true six, <laughs> and that's the six point actually of six, and that's the point of your film so yeah. i think you get off <laughs> and also i think you do something that's even more important than just having a well-depicted asian character in that you are an asian filmmaker and i think that's another thing is we need to see more diversity behind the camera rather than just mm. honoured and well-written, it needs to come from every angle. The funding bodies especially, like, they're really pushing for that at the moment. And it was before it was before even the Me Too stuff, like Harvey Weinstein, even before all of that came out, they were... Because we got the funding before that happened and, you know, they were pushing for more women, like, gender equality and um, things like that before any of this... Before it became a hot topic, basically. So I think it's just a general push in... The cultural zeitgeist, I guess. And yeah. I don't think that the funding bodies in Australia get enough support. I feel like we're always complaining about the kind of movies that they fund, the kind of things that <laughs> they produce, the kind of like. And I think they're doing a really good job at the moment that yeah. will only improve. They're trying. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. And and it's like, if you don't get your money from the government, it'd be like America where you'd be getting your money from a rich dentist to fund your film. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's one or the other. Like, And I think as well, like, I remember um, talking to someone at Screen Australia and she told me about the heat that they got when they made the quota. Um, to make oh, do sure they have a quota? They have a quota. I don't think with the emerging filmmakers, but mm. I think with new... Uh, funding for, I think, across the board, um, it's 50-50 for um, female-led production. So I think you have to have, you know, a female producer and a female key crew or, you know, one of the three key... Two of the three key crew members, like cinematographer, director, producer, have to be female for 50% of the things that they'll fund at the moment. Oh, wow. And they get abused. Yeah. You know, these men who have been in the industry for many, many years send them messages about how unfair it is that it's harder for them to get funding now. I mean, so it's mostly, like, people in the older generation. When you tell them that, yeah, I got funding in the year that it was only open to female directors, and then they say immediately something like, well, I don't think it should be about your gender. It should be about your talent. And, and then I'm just like... And you're like, it it's, is. <laughs> it's never been about talent it's always been about who you know and it's never been fair and so how dare you say it's not fair now like it's never been fair and who is assessing my talent a bunch of dudes yeah like, you have decided what talent means can i ask what would you say to people walking into asian girls um if i want to say anything i just want to say it's a six minute film like guys just just don't expect like a crazy film because it's six minutes like okay. that's it because a lot of like when, when I was making it and a lot of my friends were like, when can I see your movie? And they thought it was going to be like a full-on 30-minute thing. I'm just like, guys, guys, like lower your expectations. Oh, my God. Please. That, it is six minutes that will stick with you, mm. that you'll remember, that will haunt you. Can we just type you? it down a bit? Like, my mode of existence is just to have low expectations. I <laughs> Thank you so much. That has been Danger Film with Jack and Andre speaking with Hyun Lee, the director of Asian Girls for FBI and our special Danger Film series for the Sydney Film Festival. We'll be back next week with another juicy, controversial and topical filmmaker. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.